Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And we coming from our basement to your headphones. Barely even know who we are, but changing the Thank you for downloading the Podcastianos. Now here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. We're back. I know you guys all thought you were going to have a great holiday season, but here we are to throw a little bah humbug in the most wonderful time of year. I'm Jordan Hall, the voice you hear on the other side, Mr. Eric Wayne. Eric, how you been? Holly and or jolly i i would have assumed that uh how's your how's the christmas season going it's the most most wonderful time of the year you're a big christmas guy right who how can't you be christmas is great there's the incarnation that's good that is good. there's there's cookies um you know trees trees are great to be fair there's, there's sometimes wonderful. there's cookies cookies don't just manifest themselves this time of year Someone has to go through the trouble of making said cookies. And you can't have a bare Christmas cookie. I mean, the Christmas cookies, you have the sugary part. That's trash if you're not, you know, putting some art on them. Yeah, we were down at Whitney's parents' house this past week, and her and her mom um, made, you know, the various Christmas sugar cookies. And they, they literally spent all day decorating them. They look like mini works of art. It, it's one of those things like, okay. do you want to actually eat it? They put so much time into each cookie. But the the point of a cookie is to eat cookie. Yeah. I'm chomping its head off. I'm cool with that. <laughs> you got all your, sh- your shopping done. Um, yeah, I have my personal shopping done. However, our family shopping still needs work. So I'm playing a support role, not a lead role. I'm a utility player when it comes to the shopping game. Um, I'm going to contribute with tape and wrapping paper. You get the you kids, know, get the kids a puppy. <laughs> No, 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 no. And I, th- I think the big question that everyone is wanting to know: um, Do you have a, a diamond kind of love with Mrs. Comeric, Eric? As, as the commercials would lead you to believe. Every kiss does begin with K. Uh, it's some expensive kisses. Uh, hey, you know, you got to try to be a good husband. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what Santa brings down the old chimney. So not only is it Christmas season, but them baseballs have been happening too. Uh, the winter owners meeting was uh, this past week in Florida. Tigers did a bit of business, and we'll we'll get to that here in a second. Um, but Eric, I got I got a question for you. Have you ever felt the urge to actually go to these meetings? Cause- I would. I think it would be fun. You know, I follow Twitter and hear stories. You know. Um, uh, Allison telling the stories about how she saw Jim Leland shoplift a candy bar, uh, you know, hotel bar stories, people getting lost, all this kind of stuff. See, it sounds intriguing. You know what I want to do? I want to go to the um, the trade the show, trade like show, the expo, definitely. you know, where they um, try to market like the latest minor league uh, gimmicks. You know, whether it be, you know, entertainment kind of gimmicky stuff. I completely agree. I've been watching Evan's feed all week and it just looks like the. I mean, he seems to be having a good time, but I feel like nerds like us would just absolutely soak that in. We should um, we should we should go. We should crowdfund uh, our, our trip down there next year. Just go with absolutely zero access and just just hang out. And no, em- Emily could get us our access. 
Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> I'll just hang out in the bushes and, like, stalk people. It'd be fine. Yeah, absolutely. So that brings us to this week's leadoff question. Uh, who from the winter meetings would you most enjoy sharing a meal with? I, I thought about this, and I'm going to go with uh, Cashman, Brian Cashman of the Yankees. Because they're the Yankees. You know they got the best sweet. Oh. They're probably eating the best food if I'm going to have a meal. They're the they're the evil empire. And let me tell you, I recently watched Star Wars again. Evil Empire, they got the nicest stuff. It's shiny. Everything's in order. <laughs> you know, there's no animals, you know, pooping everywhere or anything. They're out of you, you know, there's no chaos. Is you know, is beautiful. that what plagues the other side? Animals pooping everywhere? I'm not a, a Star oh, Wars aficionado. I, I don't know. <laughs> just slobber you know you watch there's there's a lot of bodily fluids going on you don't see any bodily fluids with the empire everything's beautiful that's that's true as far as as far as i know um so that's what how about you my first thought was i would love the chance to spend an hour or you know i don't know we might be going to a fancier restaurant maybe longer than an hour actually asking al avila like what's going on here buddy but i think that i'm gonna pick buster buster only like he has that depth of knowledge. He he knows everybody. He's been around for, you know, 50 years at this point. But he doesn't have, like, the dramatic, like, wordy, douchey kind of per- yeah. persona that some of the other ones, <coughs> Peter Gammons, um, seem to have. So I think that that's who I would go for. But, I, there, you know, yeah, there's a lot of, of good people that you could break bread with, so to speak, at those meetings, which is, is why we need be. to be there. Rosenthal would be in that category for me. Now, what about some fake Rosenthal's? I'm assuming there's just a bunch of those wandering around at the conventions, too. They're like a trail of a comet. All the fake Rosenthal's follow behind. With, with two L's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or the, the, yeah, the fake letters. Uh, you, I'm surprised you didn't say Boris. I actually thought of him. I, that would be really interesting. The problem with him is you know he's insufferable. Like... Oh, absolutely. He will dictate conversation. So it's just going to be what he's talking about, which is probably Bryce Harper. So, right. The thing is, Scott Boris is insufferable, but he's also really good for the players. You want somebody who is an unabashed advocate of getting you as much money as you can. Wait, the owners are just going to do that out of the the generosity of their hearts? Oh, they're so kind-hearted and generous, right? Um, if you want to get in touch with the show on Twitter, I am at Jordan Hall 23. Eric is at Comeric Eric and the show is at podcast. Yanos on the Instagram. I am at Jordino four J O R D I N H O. And the number four facebook.com backslash podcast. And we'd love it. If you would take the time to subscribe, rate and review us on iTunes, Google play, SoundCloud, or whatever other platform you're listening to the show on. I'm Blaine Hardy, and you're listening to the podcast, Janos. So since our last episode, uh, a lot has happened with the Tigers. We've hired a manager. Verlander won a World Series. Romine departed. Um, No time for all that, though. we got to stay on schedule like the Polar Express. So let's jump right into the winter meetings. Uh, We were kind of busy. We were. Um... I mean, we moved Kinsler. I mean, that's the big thing we really need to talk about, right? Yeah, and, and the Rule 5 draft. But, yeah, let's let's start with Kinsler. Mm, <laughs> eh. What? You want, you're want? you excited about getting some other team's 41st best player? No, I'm pissed oh, that we didn't Rule get five. a different team's 41st best player. Yeah, but... you have unreasonable upsetness. I Maybe I do. Maybe I do. I, I actually, for me, I got a little bit heated with somebody on Twitter about this. Um, we'll, we'll get to rule five here in a second. Let's start with Kinsler. Um, Avila came into the meetings, you know, bound to determine that he was going to sell Kinsler. Fair? I don't. Eh, yeah. I mean, he had a mind to do it. And you could tell by some of the quotes, the words, like, yeah. this was going to happen. Yeah. I mean, did he have to? No. But it, it, it was it was going to happen. He he came in so so determined to. It makes you wonder if it was coming from above. Hey, this is a little bit of, of salary we can shed. Why don't you go ahead and do it? I don't know. There there was no baseball reason in my mind that it had to be done now versus you know leading up to spring training versus middle of the season. Yeah, that's just my opinion. Um, so the return for him was um, interesting. Two guys yep. that I, I confess I'd never heard of, one of which sounds like he has limited upside, and the other sounds yep. like he has all kinds of upside, but is raw yep. as raw can be. Uh, did we get enough for him? Well, the thing is with this trade is 
Avila had zero leverage. In fact, it came out today that he much rather, I think he would rather have the package from the Mets, but Kinsler was not approving a trade to the Mets. So you take the subset of teams who is interested in uh, adding a second baseman. And of those teams, you got to take out the ones who are not willing to pay his 11 million. And then you got to take out the ones who Kinsler would not approve to trade to trade with. You're basically left with the angels. Yes. Angel said, yeah, we'll take it on. And so how do you get better, better the best prospects? It's kind of like, well, here's here's the guys we're prepared to do. And, well, that's what we got. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you're going to trade him, this is probably as well as you could have done given the circumstances. Yeah, I feel the like reality. there was a lot of Twitter outrage. But I, I feel like that was more just kind of the, oh, well – you know, these guys aren't going to contribute for six years, which right. they, they probably are never going to contribute. Let's be honest. It wasn't about who we were getting. It was about just simply right. giving him up. The alternate to making this trade is not get better prospects. It was don't trade him at all. And and that was never going to happen. Um, there right. There is some upside to it. Uh, Dixon Machado, a guy that I, I really like, probably is going to play all, you know, all season long this year. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, there was a lot of, of Twitter love for Kinsler going out the door. Um, he's a player that I've I've always respected. I actually liked him a lot more before I saw him play for my team every single day. Um, good, gritty player. I don't know that I quite was moved by his Instagram post quite like like some were, um, but definitely a very good uh, contributor to the club over what the last four years. Yeah, he he was never really a warm, fuzzy, cuddly, cozy kind of guy. You appreciated Kinsler, you respected Kinsler, but you were never really in love with Kinsler. Yeah. I think he meant a lot more to his, his team and his manager than he ever did really to fans. And I think the big thing with Kinsler that we need to remember about this this is he wasn't Prince Fielder. Like, we saved so much money and so yeah. much heartache by, by Dombrowski yeah. making that deal. And this whole process right now is unimaginably easier because that deal was made. Um, that I mean, right next to the Miggy deal, that's going to go down as one of the all-time greats. And, you know. I, I miss Miss Trader Dave just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. No, I. It was obviously smart to swap him, and I, he provided some excitement. He provided a lot of power from that second base position and a strong defense. Like it may be another decade before we have another second baseman like Ian Kinsler. I think we got one ready to go. I mean, obviously oh, they're, stop they're, they're they're different players, but I, I think that I think Machado over the course of the full season can give you um, similar production, maybe just in a slightly different genre, if that if that makes sense. Okay, yep. let's move on to the Rule Five draft. We took Victor Reyes, who uh, naturally comes from the Diamondbacks organization, as that's our our favorite picking ground. Mm-hmm. Um, in in Double A last year, he hit two ninety two. Uh, 479 at bats, only walked 27 times, which is uh, not, you know, hashtag many. He also only struck out 80 times, which actually now that I say only, that's actually not all that few. Only 38 extra base hits. And people were talking about, oh, he's so good on the base pads. Uh, Last year he went, let's see, 18 for 27 uh, on stealing bases, which is only 66.66667%. Not not a math major. Um, it was a surprise to me. I, I was assuming they would come in and take uh, take Birdie, who uh, yeah that would have made that's it. who I wanted. So here's the deal. I feel like there was there was two ways that that Tiger Twitter had uh, looked at this Rule Five draft. You essentially have you know using the spot to fill a need or using the spot to uh, essentially gather assets. We clearly right. went with need filling. In our position, is there any reason that this shouldn't have been an asset gathering endeavor? I, I feel I feel like I've I've labeled myself naive for thinking that, but I still don't know why that it wasn't the case. Yeah, I was more excited about Brady because you could stash him away for half the year on the DL because he's coming back from I think surgery. Right. I know yeah. Tommy, it is a Tommy John. Because um, then you need to bring him back sometime June, like June one or whatever. Um, but, you know, we kept Dixon Machado on the roster all year last year. I mean, you can you can stash away a, a player on your roster. Um, but 
half a year seems easier than a whole year. And what are the this Reyes guy? I mean, the Tigers really need to think he's on the cusp of breaking out. They really need to believe that. Otherwise, you're you're toting this fourth or fifth outfielder who's going to be a uh, he doesn't have any proven track record at the major league level. You just hope and a prayer this guy can hold up in the bigs, right? I mean, not to mention the fact how redundant he is in our organization. I mean, I, I don't know how you yeah. look at this kid and think, "Yep, he's a, a you know better player than Michael Gerber. Ger- at least, yeah. at least Gerber better enough it. to not use it elsewhere." I mean, the the opportunity cost of using it on him just seems. I I didn't get it. Um, but the outfielder thing, you hit the nail on the head. We we had a need. We needed another outfielder. And if they don't think it's Gerber, um, if they think Kristen Stewart strikes out way too much, uh, you're not going to run Tyler Collins. He's a free agent. Who? What, what outfielder is close to ready? Daz Cameron is not ready. Uh, Derek Hill is not ready. What outfielder do you have? I think the obvious choice here was to try and bring back Alex Presley on on small money. I mean, left-handed hitter, guy who's played all three positions out there. Um, I just, I don't know. I I don't see it. It just seems like if they had taken Nick Birdie, it would have taken some creativity. You know, they would have had to do this until this point, and then here and here, and he'll have to be on the roster to start the uh, 2019 season, Lynn wrote a, a good article that kind of detailed what would happen. It just seemed like there wasn't the motivation and the, the you know, for lack of a better, better word, imagination to make it work, right. to, to take a chance on somebody that, that that's that talented, which... He's a guy you can dream on. I yeah. mean, this Reyes, are you dreaming on him? No. I don't know. No. Birdie, you could. I mean, the Pirates bent over backwards to get him. Yeah, paid a hundred grand to move up and all of slot international slot money and all that stuff. And the Pirates don't don't mess around. Like they've they've had good track record in locating talent and and bringing them through. Um, yeah, I guess we'll tie a bow on this. I found it pretty disappointing. Um, I don't know. I okay, just... let me come back to my first point though. Okay, these are the cream of the crap. That's right. right. These are the leftovers. Teams had a chance to keep their 40 best players, and these guys didn't make the cut. There has been, you know, every time I poo-poo the Rule 5 draft, somebody brings up somebody who I'm supposed to recognize or whatever. You're not finding stars in the Rule 5 draft. But if you're, if you're not finding stars, I, I guess I just don't understand. Like, obviously, the the talent pool you're you're drawing from here isn't the greatest i don't know why you wouldn't swing for the fences i mean there's a what i'm agreeing a 30 percent chance he actually sticks that you know that anyone sticks on the roster the entire season um and actually makes it work i i we are sleeping on on the greatest rule five pick of all time daniel stump though so you know maybe maybe if we keep that if we keep that in our mind it'll it'll change things a little bit yeah yeah but to not if you have a roster space, why not take a second rule five guy? So you punt them back to their original team. It costs you 50 grand, 50 grand in the scheme of baseball is, is a pittance. It's chump change. At least take a look at him in spring training. That, that Travis, right. Travis Demerit from the, from the, uh, Braves. I would love to have seen them bring him into camp. We clearly have a need now at second base. Yeah. Or at least you have empty chance. shelves, like gather some groceries. And if, you know, it doesn't really work, I'll just send them back. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There must be more to this, the business of baseball that I'm I'm not catching. But you save eleven million on Kinsler. At least look over the wares a little bit with the Rule Five guys. No, you can bring them into the org. I'm quite sure that we have a firm grasp on every single aspect of, of Major League Baseball. So I don't think you have to worry about that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, let's move on to two guys that we uh, did sign over the last month or so. Let's start with Leonis Martin. Uh, outfielder who has been really good uh, and recently has been really, really bad. The kind of guy that we want to bring in, you know, there's yep, a chance cheap. that he ends up being halfway decent. We flip him for something. We get, you know, a little bit of excitement out of him. Um, obviously, he's not going to be with the club next year. So there was no no downside whatsoever. At least I don't know a ton about him. I understand he can go catch the ball. Yes, he's very good. True? Very good defensively. And at, when he was younger, he was good on the base paths. I, I can't say that I followed his career over the last couple of years when he's been garbage. But 
And what's the number one rule for center fielders at Comerica Park? Be able to go get it. You got to go. You got to go catch the ball. There's so much space out there. You can cover up some pitch, pitching sins if you can go catch the ball at center field at Comerica. And he was he was cheap. We needed an outfielder. We had like no outfielders. We no hitters at all, to be honest. Ugh, Still ugh. don't really. Um, yeah. And then the other one was Mike Fires, a guy who came up with what the the Brewers organization won himself a ring in in Houston. Uh, he's a guy that is super deceptive. Uh, <laughs> I've bless you. Excuse me. <laughs> I actually like. Yeah, I, I I run the risk of of being the the over optimist. You know, I love Bobby Parnell, like Lucas Harrell, et cetera, et cetera. But he's actually Mike Fires is actually somebody I've I've always liked. Um, I don't know if it's the deception or whatever. He he reminds me a lot of a not quite as good Doug Fister. You know, um, you know maybe maybe get Basio on him and and try and turn him into something too. Uh, there there's there's plenty of talent there. It's just a matter of execution. Which you know, throw throw him in the pile with with uh, several other players that we have that are that are in that same category. I was waiting for some kind of fires emoji comment oh, from you, Hall. Dang it, I'm off my game. It's been too long since we've recorded. I figured you'd be all over that. Um, if we're talking about players we added, it would now be the time to talk about Norris briefly. It would be. Um, so I, I feel like everyone probably knows the story by now. We signed Derek Norris, a catcher. Last I knew, he was in San Diego. Um, has yep. some has a history of, well, I believe it was an incident of domestic violence. Uh, yep. Really, really put a, um, I don't know. I, I don't even really know where to go with this one. This one is. Yeah, is, is I think the main criticism. So the, obviously the. He had the second half of last year, he was on a um, enforced vacation, shall we say. He was suspended, not allowed to play the second half of the year, not allowed to be signed at by anybody because of an incident. Um, I think what really bothered some fans about the Tigers is the extent of the Tigers due diligence was essentially calling the league office and saying, um, can we sign this guy? Should we sign this guy? And the league office said, "Yep, he's uh, done the he's uh, done his time and he's eligible." And the Tigers essentially took that as okay. Um, and I think a lot of advocates out there were saying, um, "No, that's not good enough. You should be following up a little bit more thoroughly." Um, so and and uh, then there was the. Uh, the Avila was talking about how David Chad knew his character and essentially yeah. made it sound like, you know, the the incident or whatever was was out of character for him. And I think a lot of people took that kind of the wrong way, which the words that came right. out of Avila's mouth were not good. I think that I think this is oh good. You feel like you have a thought here. I have so many. They're all great too. No, I the, what bothered me was not um the attitude about what happened it to it because i don't know what happened right it, it I, I can't tell you the the um, particulars of the incident or the alleged incident but i think what really bothered some people was the tigers seemingly um uh hands off or it was a lack of due diligence like they didn't care enough to get to the, really the bottom of what this was and i think that upset fans as much as anything like uh are you not caring enough about this I think this, it's serious. I think this is a good reminder for fans that like we love the Tigers. We love the organization. You know, we spend a lot of our money and our time investing in this team. And they are not some egalitarian institution that is above hiring people, you know, that have questionable past to try and make money and win, you yeah. know, baseball games. Like the primary like they're they're a business. They the bottom line is funded by certain things on the baseball field and by getting people in into the stadium. And they think that this guy might give them a better chance of doing something. They're not out to pour, you know, prove moral, you know, superior, yeah. not superiority, but you know what I'm saying here. It's a business, and we that we do sometimes need to be reminded of that. It's super sad uh, that you know, yeah. it's not it's not a family thing. It, it really isn't. Like we're we're their customers, and the players are their employees. And no matter how much you know, we we love them. It that is how it is, and they're not. They don't owe us, I guess, anything really. Right. We added know. Delman Young. We added Alfredo Simon. <laughs> you know. Yeah. U Oogie Urbina. Oogie. 
Yeah, that that took a turn for the worse. It, Loogie. It certainly did. Okay, so let's move on to something uh, more positive. I don't know if you noticed this, um, but James McCann's wife had twins. Now, yeah, having one, one baby special. gives you a new perspective on life and makes you a better hitter. I can only imagine what two babies will do. Yeah. Did you see what they named one of the babies? I did. Kane. After after his godfather, I'm assuming. You're such a dork, Hall. <laughs> Johnny Kane fanboy. Yeah, gotta be named after Johnny. Yeah, I I don't see why not. I don't I don't I mean that's a it's a distinct name. I don't know anybody named Kane, first name. Well, how about the bad guy from Batman? Yes. Oh, that's clearly. Bane. Never mind. That's Bane. Sure. <laughs> Whatever you say. Okay. Way off. Let's get into the holiday spirit. Enough serious stuff. We we are doing the show to talk about Christmas stuff. Um, yes. So here we have a Christmas-themed game for you lovely listeners tonight. And it was actually Eric's creation. Uh, it's called Buddy the Elf or the Grinch. And we've each come up with a list of aspects of the festive period. Uh, and for each, we'll discuss if it gives us a Yule log or stuffs our stocking with coal, so to speak. I'm feeling this. All right. You, you want to just kind of go back and forth? I have a bunch of them because I assume that you'll take yeah, about half back, of mine. Back and forth. Okay. Number one is uh, eggnog. Are you buddy the elf for eggnog or are you grinch for eggnog oh, i'm I'm buddy the elf for eggnog i yep. i don't understand like you look at it and you smell it and you kind of like swirl it around you're like this is the most vile disgusting thing in the world and you drink it and it's fine like it's it's good yep. it's really good yeah have you ever made homemade eggnog come on really yeah cream uh rum uh spiced rum uh, spices and yes, a raw egg. Bailey's. Oh, no, you can die from eating raw eggs. It's called salmonella. The alcohol cleans that up. It's There's, fine. No, there is no way that that's true. Listeners, don't do that. That's a terrible idea. Go for it. It's just like you've never eaten cookie batter. No, salmonella. It kills twelve people every year. Oh, you're such a also sixty eight percent of the stats are give made me up. the cook. Give me your cookie dough. <laughs> All right. Um, speaking of Grinch. The Grinch movies, both animated and live action. Uh, I'm a buddy of the elf for that. I much prefer the animated, but I, I'm digging the Grinch. The problem with the Grinch live action is that it's like nine hours long, and Jim yeah. Carrey is I like it's stretches. He's he's good as the Grinch, but I can't stand him in general. But yeah, the the animated one is absolute classic. I mean, yeah, that's that's a must. Excuse me, right. a must-watch at Christmas. I agree. How about this? Tipping or gift-giving your garbage man for Christmas? Oh, heck no. Or... No? Heck no. No, I ain't got the money for that. Absolutely that... not. How about um, your kids' teachers? I feel like if I had said kids, that might be something that would be worthwhile, but I don't, so... Uh... I'm generally on the fence about this. I know it's kind of tradition where you tip your garbage man, but I I, I don't. Now, what about the, the mailman? It's a pain. Also, not the mailman. No. No. I have, I have a running, right. running feud with our mailman, so it's even, even worse <laughs> beyond that. Okay. okay. What you got? Uh, next one is pre-Thanksgiving festiveness, meaning starting Christmas before Thanksgiving. Listen. I am not personally going to indulge in pre-Thanksgiving Yule tiding, but if that is what gives you happiness and joy, if that's what you want, if you want to listen to Christmas music in October, you live your best life. I'm fine with that. I will personally choose not. So I guess I'm kind of grinchy about that, but do you. I would agree with that entirely, like top to bottom. I mean, sometimes we need a little Christmas right this very minute. But for the most part, I would prefer to keep it after the turkey. All right. Uh, fruitcake. Uh, Grinch. Wolf. Yeah. Nobody likes fruitcake. No. Which it makes right. it a great gift. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you generally don't want a gift for me. Okay, next one. Uh, Christmas Eve present opening. Yes. Absolutely, Buddy the Elf. In my in my side of the family, that's how you do it. Christmas Eve. 
Um, I'm actually a little bit like I grew up with a, a traditional Christmas morning type deal. But as you get older, you know, you're traveling. Sometimes you're home on Christmas Eve. Sometimes you're home on Christmas Day. Like Christmas Eve. Uh, yeah, that's that's kind of what we've taken to also. So, um, the movie Home Alone. Oh, absolutely. Definitely Buddy the Elf. Definitely. Yeah. Now, one or two, which which is better? There is a right answer. I haven't seen two in a long time, so I'll oh, probably come on. One. No, you. That's Boston, New York. It's got the Trump cameo. Yeah, that's, that's your that's your homework for this year. Is you have oh. to watch Home Alone too. Yeah, if I feel like this was a meme going around the internet, but if it weren't for Trump, Kevin would still be lost inside that giant hotel in New York. He'd be a very old lost man. Yeah. Okay, I got a new one for you. Um, it's it's kind of new. Uh, have you seen the projector lights as opposed to actually the real yes. lights? Yes. My neighbor, my next door neighbor has this. Okay. And how do you feel? Um, I'm feeling no. I'm feeling no. I'm feeling grinchy. It strikes me as a little lazy. Yes. Like you just put the projector in there and you plug it in. That That's weak sauce. I mean, I'm not now, doing any lights whatsoever, but I'm certainly not going halfway like the projectors. Get that crap out of here. You know, it's just like, you know, uh, randomly kind of spinning all over. Now, a brilliant invention would be is if you had a projector and then you could set it up with an app on your phone to uh, follow the outline of your eaves and stuff like that. So it looked classy, but you don't have to hang the lights and climb up. I'd be okay, for this that. is Eric patent pending. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> that would and you be. could just like trace it on your phone and you could point it right where you want it to be. That'd be cool. It's a money maker. That actually is a really good idea. Yeah. Send me venture capital, people. <laughs> All right, your turn. Um stockings and stocking stuffers. Uh, buddy the elf. I mean, I don't see anything wrong. I mean, it's just a classic part of Christmas. I, I enjoy that. Yeah, uh, I know ne- I we never did this until I got married. And I, I, so I poo pooed for the first couple of years because I feel like you're getting junk, like you're getting cheap stuff. Yeah, of course, redundant stuff. But I've kind of grown into it now. It's more like you themed junk stuff, though. Like yeah, it's-, it's stuff that is you yet some play on your personality generally. Right. Um, next got, one would more? be oh yeah, I've a bunch more. I assume that we'd have the same, we'd have a lot of the same ones. So I would cross right. mine off as oh, you were good saying. Thinking. Um, next one is Christmas music written since the one big Mariah Carey song. Oh, I don't, I don't like that one. No, I'm an old school guy. Give me some handle. Yes, you, a- absolutely. You know what? You need handles, Messiah. And uh, a few carols from an old uh, hymn book. That's all you need. Yeah, absolutely. The you know who the the Christmas goat is is Andy Williams. The it's the most Oof. wonderful time of the year. Oh, don't don't oof me. I like I like Frank's Christmas music. No, don't don't give me that. I like you said. I don't I don't super care for the Mariah song, but I, I feel like that's the last acceptable new Christmas song. All this new Christmas music with like. DJs and, and turntables and all this new fangled sound. I ain't I know about that. Where do you come out on uh, pentatonics? Are you familiar with yeah. the, the acapella group pentatonics? No, I don't mind them. They're they're not they're uh, pleasant. Like I don't I don't like things that are like super aggressive and in my ear. I feel like they're very very low key and chill, which is to my yeah. taste. Okay. Um, candy canes. I'm kind of grinchy on candy canes. Like, I like to look at them, but I don't have six hours to eat a candy cane. So <laughs> it, it's like if I'm not going to finish it, I'm not going to commit to starting it. Let's be honest. Yeah. To me, candy canes are decor. Yeah. They're not food. I agree with that. They're, they're edible tinsel. Sure. Um, okay, next one. Reindeer car decorations. Oh, super grinch. <laughs> Turbo grinch. What do you do to your poor car? Stupid. Don't do that. It's the worst. I will light your car on. No, I mean, I, I won't literally, but no, I, mm-hmm. I very much hate those also. Um, outdoor lights, but not the string lights. They're just a net that you throw over your bush. That's That strikes me as lazy, too. Yeah, it's lazy. Don't do that. Either do it or don't do it at all, you know? Yeah. Um, I feel like this one's specifically for you. Hallmark Christmas movies. Oh, hard pass. Hard pass. <laughs> I, I don't know why, but I thought you might have a soft side for it. 
No. No. No, 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 no. And and the thing with them is they're all the same. Like they're all right. the same. Okay, yeah. back to you. Um the song Christmas Shoes. Is that the sad one? <laughs> yeah, no, I hate that song. Music is not supposed to be sad. Super super grungy. Get that crap out of here. Yeah, that's awful. Um next one, uh, festive pet costumes. Oh, no. No, no, no. Oh, come on. No, 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 no. I'm Uber Buddy no. the Elf on this one. So here's the thing. I love seeing animals do people things. Like that will get me one hundred percent of the time. And seeing a you know, a dog wearing like a you know, elf suit or something or a Santa suit. I'm all I'm all about that. Mm. All right, I'm out. Okay. I'm out. I have two two left. Uh the first one would be Christmas letters slash brags. Oh, I have I have more comments on this coming up. I'll I'll wait. Okay, um, I am super. Just shut up. Nobody, here's the thing: nobody cares about your family. <laughs> nobody cares about you. No one cares about your family. <laughs> yep, um, I'm agreeing. And the last one I have is ugly sweaters, and the ugly sweater thing. Uh, you know, it was cute at first, <laughs> but now I'm just kind of. I'd rather go to a nice sweater party. Everybody wears just like not too nice, not like Banana Republic sweater, but just like a nice cold sweater party. So, so you want preppy, but not like expensive preppy. <laughs> yeah. I, the whole ugly sweater thing has gone over the top. It used to be, oh, I'm going to go to Goodwill and find an ugly sweater and that's going to be funny and we're just all going to go with it. Now people are everything you can buy them. You yeah. buy like an $60 ugly sweater. Teams are giving away ugly sweaters. Like, it's become a market unto itself. Yeah. First of all, it means you probably have too much money. And, it's, yeah, it's just so played at this point. I feel like such a hipster I'm, saying that, but it's so played. Yeah. Buying a sweater for $3 at the Salvation Army thrift store and wearing that, it, used, it, was, it was cute. But now it's, it's kind of done. Okay. Let's move on to your power rankings. 
But if I see a bunch of <coughs> carolers coming up to my doorstep, I'm turning the lights off and pretending like I'm not home. I'm so not answering. Such a the do- I'm not answering the door for that. No, you hear some caroling, you better be whipping up some figgy pudding. <laughs> Whatever the opposite of whipping up figgy pudding, that is what I will be doing. I, I would <laughs> rather go to bed early than than <laughs> live through that. Well, you hear some bad singing, you chit chat, and then they go on their way. Chit chatting is my nightmare. You know that. Uh, all right. Number six is um, lying to your children about Santa and putting out milk and cookies. All right. This I I did not grow up in a household where this was a thing, so it's pretty low. But really? I've seen the joy that huh. <laughs> I've I've seen the joy that this brings you're other such, people. You're such a whimsical so not, person. I have a hard time kind of believing this. Uh, I, Santa was never a thing. Like even in even in my house, like. Are you if you ever have children or let's say a pet in an elf costume, are you gonna tell them that Santa is real? For a while, I guess. Now now, um, did you not have Santa because you were a kid before he was kinda like invented? Is that is that the situation here? Oh oh laugh it up. There's Coke when I was a kid. <laughs> okay, moving on. No, there's there's nothing wrong with, with lying to kids about Santa for a uh, while. They eventually get smart. I think yeah. some of some it's of them six anyway. on my list. It's on the list. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're good. You're good. Move along. That's fine. I mean, I some people are like faking footprints and all this. You know, it's a bit much. They're going to elaborate measures. You know, faking. Uh, you know, watching the no, the um, things on the internet that fake Santa occurrences and stuff. I don't get all that though. Yeah, I don't. I don't have children <laughs> that I love, but that feels like a lot of effort. Yeah. No. We'll we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I'll, right. I'll keep you posted. Number five is doing some kind of um, advent calendar yeah. uh, or a countdown where they get little treats and you're kind of building up the excitement for Christmas. That's a really big thing in England. Do you know that? Like, I, for what, like that's like everyone does it, and there's always chocolate behind them. And they always talk about you know rating going ahead in days to eat the chocolate. We got like a two dollar chocolate advent calendar from Trader Joe's and the kids are like all over it. They love it. It's probably decent chocolate though if it's from Trader Joe's. Yeah. It's kids. If it's sugary they, they don't That's think true. about it before it passes down their gullet. Alright. Number four we've touched on. Decorating Christmas cookies. I mean they're just a nice canvas for your artistic work. It's a family thing. You do it together. It's a joy. You're, you're the I one that it, you're the one that draws penises on the gingerbread men, aren't you? I, don't judge me. <laughs> um, I remember a few years back, I made a bunch of tigers Christmas cookies. Like Victor Martinez one had its leg broken off, <laughs> and then I made one with Cabrera. I put that three crowns and stuff. It was that it's was actually, a while ago. actually really clever. That would have been that would have been fun, but that would have been fun more when we had players that people liked. <laughs> yeah. So. I did Rudolph with like a toothpick through him and he was bleeding out. I, Yikes. Creative. This, this, this got dark. A little fine. Mm. Um, all right. Number three is going to a Christmas program, Christmas pageant. Um, so this would be like a nativity or, you know, they kind of re-present the Christmas story. Some people go to live nativities, which is okay too but it's kind of cold and it smells like animal feces i just prefer the kids christmas program kids are adorable and they do stupid things i would i would rather see a real animal play an animal than a dumb kid play an animal any day of the week all right i went i went to one where there was camels camels Mm -hmm. they didn't let me that's a first class you you cannot touch the camels no (laughs) yeah moving along it's it's like baseball game, you can watch them, but if you're climbing into their pet into the bullpen with them and trying to touch them and pet them, security doesn't like that. That's something that you should tell people ahead of time, though. Let's be honest. Yeah, don't pet the players. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, number two, putting up a Christmas tree. Right. So. Um, there's this whole matter of decorating it and you spend time pulling out all the ornaments and there's nostalgia and it's good. We have a whole routine around putting up our tree. We always do it after Thanksgiving day. Um, my grandparents give us some money for 
like an early Christmas present for Thanksgiving. So we turn around that money. It stays in my wallet one day, and then we go buy a tree. Uh, and we can't have a fake one. We have to go kill something that was once alive and stick it in our living room. Got to have that that tree. See, here's the here's the thing with with real trees is they were alive, like outside prior. You know what kind of <coughs> kind of bugs and animals probably live in that thing? We we have a fake tree because I don't I don't like rodents living in my house. And yet you want a pet. I don't I don't want a pet. I want to have access to pets. I want somebody else right. to have a pet that I can play with. Well, I mean, the trees, they shake them. Have you ever seen a Christmas tree shaker? They're like, it's, it's a giant vibrator. They just put it on there. And it shakes all the dead leaves and nests and stuff out of it. Oh, okay. It's pretty effective. Okay, fair enough. I mean, you still get needles on your floor, but you just vacuum to, them To up. be fair, fake, fake trees often will leave needles on your floor, too. Yeah. I have strong opinions about Christmas tree uh, stands and bases. I can save that for another time. Yeah. Very strong opinion. <laughs> next next Christmas show. Yep. Um, number one, you have a guess? I do not. It's exchanging presents. Oh, I probably should That's have been able to guess That's the number one that. Christmas tradition. You buy presents for your loved ones. Do you have any of your most memorable Christmas presents growing up? Yes. I got a um, set of golf clubs when I was... Oh, I that was one of mine, too. Um, I don't know. Like late junior high maybe early high yep. school um yep, me too loved it my grandparents got me a playstation 2 when i was in like i don't know eighth or ninth grade which like i you know i didn't we didn't necessarily do like big stuff like that so i was yep. genuinely shocked and you know as every what eighth ninth tenth grader uh they, they like said said gaming system so that was a big one for me how about you I got a an original NES, the Nintendo Entertainment System, with Mario, like when I was, I don't know, around ten or something like that. It was amazing. Still have um, it? I do. I still have. Well, I don't. I don't know if it's that one or if I, I replaced it with a different one, but I still have one. Um, I got a um, I got a set of skis one year, like downhill skis. That was a big deal because skiing was kind of big then. Um, and I got. <laughs> At the time, this I went nuts for this. I received an Orlando Magic starter jacket, <laughs> and the, and the thing is, in it, the thing was insane because it was kind of poofy. In retrospect, it looks like trash, you know. And you know now winter coats are kind of long. This thing like hugged your your right around your belt line and like made a poof out, you know. But it was so gaudy and flamboyant, like that was the cool style to have, and I thought I thought that was pretty cool. Now, were you a Magic fan? How did this come about? I was. You know, they had um, recently added Shaquille O'Neal, and we're starting to get good. And uh, Penny Hardaway, so this was kind of like a big. Speaking a big of Shaq, we were in uh, in Zales. I was getting my wedding ring resized uh, just this past day. He has an entire line of like diamond fine jewelry. Shaq, Shaquille, Shaquille O'Neal, the dude can sell. He has everything. I mean, if he had a line of pudding or something, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Or but like, jewelry? You know, overalls or something. Yeah. No. Yeah. Jewelry. Yeah. The fancy stuff. Wow. Um, okay, so that's the top seven. Bottom three. Some of these we hit on. Um, hanging lights outside your house. We, we <laughs> Excuse me. We went through some of the more faux pas about this, but hanging lights outside is just a big pain. I mean, it looks nice when you're done, but... I gotta untangle those suckers and yeah. put them away. At, at what it's always cost? miserable. Yeah. yeah, just look at somebody else's lights. Yeah, put them. Absolutely, <laughs> completely number, agree. Number two, the worst. Second from the worst. You hit on it is people sending Christmas letters. And equally bad, almost is doing those snapfish cards. You know, where you just put your family picture and you have a pre-manufactured card and then you send them out i don't have any it, issue with those i don't know it's, uh, those are better than the letter the letter is pure narcissism <laughs> exactly couldn't have put it any better yep i don't need an update on your family mm-hmm. especially in christmas time i got better things to do send me something in june when i have some free time and if you want to write a letter about your family that's fine do it at easter and here's the deal like if i don't text you enough to know what's going on in your life then <laughs> you don't want to I'm good. <laughs> if you haven't seen it on Facebook, you don't care. Yeah. Um, at me. If it, if it matters, at me there. At me the info. 
You know what I kind of miss though is the good old fashioned buy a box of twenty Christmas cards. You know, Feels you like just a lot get a work. and you write in them. Um, Merry Christmas and sign your name and you put it in an envelope with a stamp and you send it off to somebody. You gotta, you don't have to work as much. I remember growing up, like we'd get all the Christmas cards in, then we'd hang them from a, a ribbon, like at the, from the top of the archway. And it was kind of pretty. It was Christmassy. You get the ones I with could, the glitter on it. So they're all gl- get glitter all over the men's hands. Yeah. So yeah. it looks all diseased, you know, glitter disease all over. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of miss that, but otherwise Everybody, nobody's sending stuff in the postal service like some kind of caveman. Yeah, I don't need it. That. All right, the number one worst Christmas tradition. You got to guess. I have no idea. The mistletoe. <laughs> the mistletoe is extremely stupid. It's so stupid. If there's somebody at a Christmas party you want to kiss, you, you just you just do that. Your relationship needs to be developed far enough along where you can proceed to a kiss if you're not there yet no piece of greenery should provoke you to kiss somebody out of the blue that's just that's just inconsiderate and stupid kissing is not a willy-nilly activity yeah yeah, you don't kiss on a whim because you're standing next under some green berry stalk twig thing yeah yeah nobody needs that it's awkward, uncomfortable, and you know there's always some, you know, creeper guy saying, "Ooh, look where we are under the mistletoe." And you're like, "Gosh, Carl, you're stop being so creepy and trying to kiss everybody. It's stupid. Mistletoe is dumb. Don't ever have one." That's power rankings. Hello, this is Eric's mom, and you're listening to the Podcastianos. Um, so let's let's talk about the crap I saw on the side of the road. Um, so yep. as you guys may or may not have noticed since the last episode, uh, the weather has turned to winter, and we have snow yeah. and like a lot, a lot of snow. Um, Are you a hardy runner guy? As in run outside in the winter? Yeah, yeah, of course. I don't care. Doesn't, doesn't I, it get cold? Yeah, I've I've mastered the art of layering. I I don't enjoy the cold weather, but I I mean fitness doesn't stop because it's winter. You got to stay on on that yeah, running it does. game. Yeah, it does. Let me, let me let me tell you a secret. Yeah, it does. <laughs> don't you get slush in your shoes? Sometimes. I mean, Have you ever fallen? Um, I've fallen twice and it happened to be in the exact same spot. It's one of those things that you'd think that I would have done it once and be like, okay, I gotta be careful here. Apparently not. No. Also, it gets dark like at five. Do you have, um, you know, lights? I do not. I have the ability to run in the middle of the day. So, oh. but it, it's one of those deals where you got to get out by like, you know, one thirty to be back by dark, which is, which is just awesome. Um, I'm sorry. I, this is all questions. Sorry. Oh no! Fire, go, please fire away. I'm I'm an open book. Do you wear um, like a hat? Yeah, I, you know, hat, gloves. I I, t- I have a, a wool layer that I wear underneath, and that's you know soaks it up. It's supposed to be good for <laughs> preventing hypothermia. I'll do a couple oh. Under Armors and then like a a sweatshirt on top. It's it's my go to. And I also have these bright yellow uh with reflector kind of rain jackets that i i got at work and i brought yep. them home like oh that'd be perfect for the winter so that's kind of like my overcoat it's hard to wear, hard to miss me do you wear conventional running shoes or are you wearing yeah. something with some with some tread some grip no i wear running shoes i'm i'm more coordinated than you'd think i can i can stay on my feet man i'd fall on my ass like 10 times a mile but the key is the running tights that's one of the greatest mm, inventions mm. of all times. I love tights of all varieties, but specifically running tights. Let's be honest. You never take them off, do you? I no, I I, I do. <laughs> once, once I get home, I throw the shorts back on. Oh, uh-huh. but anyway, all right, good. That's great. Now, now you have all of the info to winter run yourself. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get right on to that. the pictures. Um, so I haven't seen anything on the side of the road. Snowbank. That would that would be the picture. Yeah. yeah, definitely get. get I'm sorry. What have that. you seen? Um, so haven't seen anything in Michigan, obviously, because on the side of the road is now snow. Uh, but around, around Halloween, Whitney and I were in Gatlinburg on business um, because we're very important people who do things, you know, on business. 
But uh, so in Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge, it's super touristy. There's kind of this main drag that reminds you a lot of like you, you've been to Orlando, kind of the the Kissimmee area, like the you know where all the touristy stuff is and international drive. Yeah. yeah, every chain you can imagine. So it's kind of like that. So, anyways, I started down that road, did three or four miles, and I said, you know, let's let's go over a block and get off this busy road. So I do. I turn you know to the left and go down a block and then keep going. And right in front of the Nike outlet of which I also visited, um, just off the sidewalk, there was two car headrests just sitting there on the side oh. of the road. So I had, I had so many questions. Like, did they get a new headrest and think, you know what? These two we have are redundant. Let's <laughs> chuck them out the window. Let's throw out the window. Right? And, you know, at what point is, is throwing <clears throat> them out the window more efficient than, you know, like putting them in a conventional garbage or... I don't know. And I guess the other thing that I wondered is, was it a possible hobo situation? Like, maybe they came from a landfill and a hobo got into them, and that was, you know, becoming part of, like, a, a kitchen set or a, a, you know, dining room set for him. And he just so you've created location. a fairly elaborate narrative about these headrests in your mind. I, I don't know. Usually like, involving hobos. Hobos. <laughs> First of all, like, why were like hobos a thing? And it's not just like they're they're ho- now we have homeless people, but we used to have hobos, and hobos were cute, but homeless people are bad. What's going on with with culture? I don't know. We we need to we need to pick a word and settle on it so we can have you know continuity. That would be my yeah, who's my stealing. Take there. Our headrests. No, they don't. They wouldn't steal it. Yeah. They would just find it elsewhere and bring it to the Nike parking lot. So they're resource or they're re-resourcing. Yeah, the they're, headrests. They're the first recyclers. So you think they're using them to rest their heads on? Maybe I don't know. This is all hypothetical, and I I want to know. I didn't have the time or the energy to stake it out and find out what actually <laughs> was going on. But you know, if you know anything about the situation, feel free to add us. It's fascinating. Okay, we're running long, but let's get to some Twitter questions. I asked the people for them, so we can't not. Okay, you're a man of your word, man of integrity. Here we go. Uh, Charlie Mora asks us, uh, "What do you think Ron Gardenhire wants for Christmas?" Uh, a a red hat and a red velvet suit. <laughs> yeah, somebody... to go along with the rest of his face. I think he, I think Christmas came early for him when he got a job that he is no longer qualified for. Um, is that is that too fire for for this late in the podcast? I feel like he has perpetually rosy cheeks. He's just he's a Santa, he is you know, ready to roll. Yeah. Um, and actually, this one is very similarly themed. Uh, at Caitlin underscore is underscore cool asks us. I'd love to hear a list of all of the things you'd want Santa to bring the Tigers in 2018. Uh, patience. Yes. Uh, tolerance for losing. I would uh, like him to bring Daniel Norris some consistency and maybe the ability yeah. to get out of his own head. Um, and a very good first round draft pick. Maybe the first overall again. Well, I, I guess I was making more like this June that we select oh. somebody who's amazing. Yes. I feel like I, I'm normally not super into the draft prep, but I feel like this year we probably should be considering we get the, the pick of the bunch. Yeah, people on Twitter are already identifying like who this person is, and yeah, that's who we're gonna pick. And I was like, well, I got me. I have no idea. Yeah, we need a correspondent to take care of that for us. Yeah, go to our minor league correspondent yeah. or Skitch when you need him. Somebody like that. Uh, at Nicholas Holler asks us a few things. Uh, first, will Dixon be our opening day second baseman, or will we sign a cheap free agent? I think we'll probably sign somebody uh, to compete in spring training. But you gotta imagine Dixon gets the gig now. Yeah, Dixon. Um, second, while this isn't Christmas related, please give us a power ranking of Thanksgiving side dishes. I feel like that was one for the one for the vault. Maybe we'll do a Thanksgiving episode next year. Yeah, you are eleven months too early for that one. Um, but corn casserole—that's that's near the top. That's, I do like corn casserole. That's the goat right there. Stuffings for number one. Uh, Alex Savota asks us, and this is a real, real deep and a uh, good one. Do you find it odd that gingerbread men live in houses made of their flesh? No, you're anthropomorphizing the gingerbread man. 
Okay. They're, they're created from a similar media and that's fine. If you made a, uh, a paper man, would you put them in a paper house? Sure. You would. That's fine. I, I'm with you on this one, Alex. I do find it odd and terrifying and, and just a little off. Stop anthropomorphizing gingerbread man. They hate that. <laughs> um, the next two come from the Troya brothers. Uh, Anthony asks us, uh, what, better, are your, <laughs> what are your thoughts on tanking? Uh, I'm okay with losing as much as possible to make sure we get a few top picks in, uh, in a row. We need an influx of youth and talent badly. Uh, here's the deal with tanking. I don't think we're going to need to tank to get those <laughs> picks. I think we're just going to be not hashtag good. Yeah. If you're sufficiently debuilt, if, you're, if your fear team is sufficiently deconstructed, uh, you can try as hard as you want. <laughs> um, Jeremy has a really good question that is um, rebuild related. The better try. We will answer this on a future show. There's, there's too much to get into at this point, but it's all good stuff. Okay. Our buddy oh. Jacob Skronik asks us, uh, Star Wars Christmas special, is it above or below The Last Jedi? Completely deferring to you here. Okay, the Christmas special, I understand, was this kitschy piece of trash that came out that nobody likes or respects. Um, The Last Jedi, I did see, and I liked it. I liked it. Um, So I'm I'm not like a full Star Wars nerd guy, but I was entertained by The Last Jedi. And there was a couple problems with it, a couple things that I thought were goofy. I'm not gonna spoil it for you, but I enjoyed it. It's worth buying a ticket, going to a reputable movie theater and watching an entertaining movie. Okay. Um, he, he also asked a Christmas shopping list for Man United and Newcastle and then his beloved Tottenham. I'll let you go first because the list obviously oh, yeah. is longer for you. Uh, Newcastle United. We could use uh, a winger. Um, we could use some kind of quality attacking midfielder. Uh, we could use a striker. Um, we could use a, um, like a left back. Um, we could use a goalkeeper. Uh, aside from that, oh, we could use kind of a defensive midfielder. Um, so what I'm hearing is you don't need a center back or a right back. And other than that, feel free to bring whatever we we need. We need a lot of help, a lot of help, but I believe in Rafa. We can stay up. It'll be. Ugh, it's, it's not been a good stretch. We've lost like eight in a row. It's bad. It's not not good. Um, as far as United go, we could use some new central defenders. Pretty much all the ones we have are either hurt or terrible. Um, and I would like Antoine Griezmann. He's probably my favorite non-United player. Um, I like him. Let's, let's you go know what you need? him in. You need Manchester City to not be a thing that yeah, exists. If they, could, if they could suck more, that'd be good. Because they look pretty, pretty good. The thing is, is we're having a great season. And people are, I'm sure, tuned out by now because nobody wants to hear us talk about soccer. We're having a great season, just not as great as them. Okay, uh, let's see. Three more. Let's let's power through these. At Cam underscore Gerard asks us, Christmas songs that need to be retired. Uh, Christmas shoes is awful. Uh, We, I saw three ships. I don't even know what that's about. Get rid of that one. Um, it's probably about Paul and the missionary journey or something. The Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria? I don't know. Um, ships. The Wham version of Last Christmas, not nearly as good as the Taylor version, let's be honest. T-Swizz. Um, yeah, and like I said, any any song written since the Mariah Carey, uh, All I Want for Christmas is You. And while we're at it, we might as well throw that one on the list, too. Okay, um... Let's see. This one is from Tigers underscore opinions. He asks us, uh, make up a North Pole, Elves, Santa, Reindeer, Rudolph, etc. of Tigers players. Obviously, Santa is garden hire. There's there's no yeah. getting around that. There's no question. Uh, I think Matuk would make a good elf. Yes, that's a really good call. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like Romine has certain elfish features, too, although he's not a Tiger player anymore. Speaking of that, I wonder what Will Rhymes is up to. Oh, there you go. It feels feels rude, but um, also love you, Will Blaine. Uh, Blaine, I love him, but he has an elf uh, stat. I don't not in stature, but I feel like he would make a good elf. 
Um, who's the character? Yukon. Uh, Yukon Cornelius. Yukon. Yeah. So Michael Fulmer could be him, I guess. Yeah. There you go. Um, I, I actually know. plan on spending a lot more time thinking of answers to this, and then I apparently didn't. So uh, Rudolph. Uh, I don't know. I find the whole Rudolph construct to be interesting. Like, nobody liked him until he was useful, and now, you know, they're exploiting him. Yeah, that sounds like an awful morality tale for young children. Yeah. <laughs> be be good enough so that people be, people like you. That's pretty much what they're telling you. Yeah. Um, okay, last one is from at Chief Broom. He asks us, what's the cheapest price you think you will be able to get a game uh, – or, excuse me, cheapest price you will be able to get a ticket for a game in the next two years? I'm guessing if you don't include like the service fees and charges, I'm guessing you'd be able to buy a ticket for in that $4 range. Yeah, we were we were uh, looking at tickets kind of before and after our Texas trick trip. And I think the Oakland series, you could get them for six bucks on StubHub or on SeatGeek, yeah. which d- doesn't have any service fees. Yeah, probably right in there. Yeah, maybe I'm being too pessimistic. You, no, it'll I- probably be a little higher, but... If you're think, talking about the lowest possible get-in price for any any game, if you want to go to a um, an April game on a Tuesday night or something like that, it's going to be pretty darn cheap, friends. We should try to go to opening day this year. I feel like we tried to last year, but we should make that happen this year. Man, we should we should always go to the second game. The second game of the year is always money. Because you get all the drunks out of the way, and you can just watch the game, and it's a lot cheaper. There we go. We'll go to the second game of the year. <laughs> That's a good idea. Good call. So, whoever thought of that. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can on Twitter. I am at JordanHall23. Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at Podcastianos. On Instagram, I am at Jordino4. Facebook.com backslash Podcastianos. And we would love it if you would take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or whatever other platform you're listening to the show on. Eric, it's been fun catching up, trying to bridge the gap between the end of the season and the beginning of the season. Uh, do you have anything else to say to the people before we get out for for a while longer? Feliz Navidad, friends. Yeah, Merry Christmas and, and Happy Holidays from, from all of us here at the Podcastianos, which is definitely yeah. not just the two of us. It's a good time to thank our staff, uh, our, our research team, our production crew, um, the producer behind the glass, our stats department. All the interns. Um, the interns. You can't forget all the contributions that the interns have made uh, over the course of the year. Uh, our, our runners, uh, the catering team. Um, you know, it just takes a lot of a lot of people to to pull off a production like this and um, just want to thank them and the fa- the sacrifice their families make for them to, to be here through it, through it all too. So thank and you. This is unrelated, but if you have any interest in doing any of those positions, feel free <laughs> to contact us on Twitter. <laughs> um, but we'll, we'll be back uh, sometime before spring training, get this thing going again. Huh. Maybe as the it. spirit moves as the spirit moves. Um, but until then stay safe, stay warm and uh, we will catch you guys later. Eat them with tigers, eat them up. Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.